bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. Says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We are freed from the attractions of this world. And brought under God's dominion. We change territories. It's one thing. Changing lords. But another thing. Changing location. It's like. A woman who marries. You marry. You're supposed to be with your husband. But you stay with your father. So, you have two men in your life. Your father, and I, although they are not lords in that sense, your father and your husband. Your, father, your husband says, um, can we do this? Your husband says that. Your father says, can we also do that? And many times, the two may be opposing. So, not only do you have a new lord, you must move location. God did not just give us a new Lord. He changed our location. Look at how Colossians says it. He says, he transferred us or he delivered us. He carried us. He transported us from the kingdom of darkness, from the power of darkness. In other words, the moment we became Christians, Jesus took us from the home we were in, Satan's home, and he carried us and moved us to a new place and deposited us there. We don't belong to the kingdom. Not only have we a change of Lord, we have a change of environment, a change of neighborhood, a change of kingdom. He delivered us. He conveyed us. He lifted us from the old country and transported us into his kingdom. When we were in the kingdom of darkness, we lost our way. But in this new kingdom, we find our way. In the kingdom of darkness, we stumble and fall. But in this new kingdom of the sun, we stand firm and we see the salvation of the Lord. In darkness, we were deceived. But in the kingdom of the sun, we have access to the truth. In darkness, we lived in fear. In the kingdom of the sun, we have the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. In darkness, we could not see our blessings. In the kingdom of God, we see that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places through Christ. In darkness, we are bound and imprisoned. But in the kingdom of the sun, we are free and we are free indeed. We have changed locations. We used to live in the land of scarcity. Now we live in the land of good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. You are not where you used to be any longer. Not only has Satan lost his lordship over your life, but he can't even locate you again in his kingdom. You have been translated, you have been transferred, you've been conveyed from his kingdom into a new kingdom. That is why you cannot live your life surrounded by demons. In the old kingdom, demons surrounded you. 
The cockroach in your house is a demon. The wall gecko is a demon. The mosquito is a demon. Everybody is a demon. That is the old kingdom, the devil's kingdom. He surrounds you with devils. But when you come to this kingdom, it's not a kingdom of demons. The Bible says in this kingdom, the angel of the Lord encamps around the dwelling of the righteous. You have to change your mentality from that demon infested kingdom to the angel surrounded kingdom. And you have to know in this kingdom, there is the glory of God, the power of God, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit and the angels. How come when you have dreams, you only see demons? Because in your mind, although your spirit has left the old kingdom, your mind is still in the old kingdom. That is why you are more afraid of the devil. You know, when you come for prayer meetings, we say, let's bind the devil. Everybody gets active. In the name of Jesus, Satan, we bind. But when you get to know the kingdom you are in, you don't bind devils. You discharge angels to go and work on your behalf. There are more for you than those who are against you. You are in the kingdom of the beloved. Not only have you changed lordship, you have also changed the kingdom you belong in. You have changed kingdom. You have changed location. You are not where you used to be. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. And in this kingdom, you are not the footstool. You are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are heirs of his kingdom. We are royalty. We have godly heritage. We have an inheritance among the saints. We are honored citizens. We have right. We have authority. And we can speak to the people in the other kingdom. And because our kingdom is a higher kingdom, we can dominate the old kingdom. We have power over it. And above all, we have the approval of the king. He says, whatever you do in my name, I will back it up. Can you imagine you live in a kingdom and you have carte blanche authority from the king? He says, whatever you say in my name, I will back it up. If you tell this one, go, I will let it go. You tell it, come, I will let it come. My word in your mouth it's like me speaking. In this kingdom, we are under a Lord who shares his power with us. A Lord who has elevated us and honored us. Our residency is changed. Our citizenship is changed. And when that happens, you have a new Lord, a new location. The third thing you have is you have a new law. The laws have changed. A change of law. Romans chapter 13 verse 8 to 9. I love this one. Romans 13, 8 to 9. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery... You shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. If there is any other commandments, all are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. When you come to this kingdom, you don't get thousands of laws, you get one. And when you obey the one, all the thousands are obeyed. Slaves are always under a lot of laws. Don't, don't sit. Don't rise. Don't shout. Don't talk too much. Don't open the fridge. Don't switch on the TV. Shut the TV. Shut the door. 
do this, do that. But you know, the sons, they don't have too many laws. The mother would say or the daddy would say, all I want you to do is to love me. The fridge, open it. All I want you to do is love me. That's what happens when we come to the kingdom. It's not, don't commit adultery. Love God. And when you love him so much, you will not dishonor him. You will not disgrace him. Because what is adultery? Is disrespect for the laws of God. When you love God, you don't do the things that bring harm or shame to his name. There is a change of law. We are freed from legalism, but subject to the law of love. It's not a matter of wear this, don't wear that. But just because don't wear this, don't wear that, is not there. It doesn't mean you can wear anything. Because you love God and you love your neighbor, the ladies especially. You love the neighbor. You love your neighbor. You love your neighbor. Your brothers in Christ. You love them. You don't want a brother to come to church and you are sitting by him and, and he loves God. You are sitting by him and he can't look down. He's always looking up. Because when he looks down, it's not love. There's trouble here. So he's looking up. Then you don't love your neighbor. So if you love your brothers in Christ, you're coming to church, you don't dress to attract. You dress to worship. You dress to come and worship God. Not so you will be seen. As for that, somebody will see you. But not in the church. So you love your neighbor. So you don't lie about them and you don't gossip about them and you don't cheat them and you, and, and you don't destroy their reputation. You love your neighbor as yourself. Do you want somebody to tempt you? Do you want somebody to lead you into temptation? Is that how you want it? You go through life and people are tempting you all the time? No. So why do you want to tempt somebody? You say, oh, Pastor, but it's not temptation. It's my dress. It's my dress. I know it's your dress, but there are different degrees of people. So we're not going to be legalistic and tell you, ladies, dress this, don't let this show, don't let that show. You know this must not show and that must not show. You know it. I mean, should, should I tell you? No. Do you love your brothers in Christ? Yes. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Do you want people to go to heaven? Yes. Then why are you taking them to hell? I mean... <laughs> Somebody came to church wanting to go to heaven. He lives here and he's going to hell. So love the Lord, love the brethren, love the church, worship God, and let that be your motivation. Love. Not the rules, but love. That makes you considerate. It makes you kind. It makes you gentle. It makes you consider the impact of your action on another person. That's what Jesus taught when he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Think of the impact of your actions. Think of the consequences of what you do. Think of it. Is that how you would want to be treated? If that's not how you want to be treated, then let love be your motivation. And if you obey that one rule of the kingdom, you will obey all the other rules. So we have a new law, 
is the law of love. And in this kingdom, we are partakers of God's grace. We are not under judgment. We are partakers of grace. So the only debt we owe people is love. Owe no man nothing except love. Owe no man nothing except love. Don't owe people money. There was no amen there, so I, I just see I've, I've disorganized the whole thing. Owe no man nothing except love. Owe no man nothing except love, especially in the church. Owe no man nothing except love. Because I think it would be very, very irregular to come to church and you owe somebody not love but money and you're dodging the person in church you're sitting somewhere he comes to sit on your row and then during worship when everybody has lifted up his hand you go to another seat so where is your worship so owe no man nothing once in a while you may ask somebody to give you something or give you help, but pay your debts. Pay what you owe people. When you tell somebody, do this and I will pay back and I will do that and I will do that, pay. The only debt we must owe as Christians is love. And each one owe each other love. I owe you love, you owe me love. And that's the only debt we pay. In the kingdom of God, all of us owe each other to love the person even if they don't deserve it. Even if they don't ask for it. That is the law of our kingdom. It is not when somebody does you something, you, you do worse. No. In our kingdom, when somebody really does you something that really hurts you, you pray and you say, Father, forgive them. They know what they have done, but forgive them. <laughs> you forgive one another. That's the law of the kingdom. Finally, we don't just have a change of the law, but we have a change of life. The freedom in Christ is a change of life. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. That means that if you are not known after the flesh, you are known after the spirit. We have to know each other spiritually, not just by the flesh. That's why we can't come to church and judge people based on the flesh. He's a Fanti, he's a Ga, he's a Shanti, he's a Eve. I can't marry him because he's a different tribe. I know that doesn't happen here, but should it happen? You are, you are just carnal. You are a carnal Christian. You are a baby Christian. You are going nowhere. You haven't grown. You haven't matured. Because when you mature, you don't know people after the flesh. There's no tribe in the house of God. The only tribe we recognize here is a child of God. Born again. Washed by the blood of Jesus. That's the only thing we see. Red. The blood of Jesus. Not whether you are black, you are white, you are green, you are blue. But whether Christ has washed you with his blood. 
So we don't know anyone out of the flesh. Then verse 17 says, therefore, because we don't know people after the flesh, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We are freed from the old life, but we are conformed to the image of Christ. So yes, there is freedom from the life we used to have, but now there is conformity to Christ. It's not just freedom for you to live your life as you want, but it's freedom for you to be like Christ. In Christ Jesus, we are no longer practitioners of sin. We are not lovers of sin. We are lovers of righteousness. All things have passed away. The old life is gone. And the new life has come. The moment Jesus comes into your life, the old leaves. You are not who you used to be spiritually. You are a new person. I'll never forget when uh, a pastor was having problem with another pastor. You know, and pastors also have problems. They are people. But you know what really was very interesting with this pastoral exchange? Is one pastor looks at him and says, you, hmm, if you don't stop what you are doing, I'll show you my true colors. So the question is, what colors have you been showing us all this time? And when he says my true colors, I suppose he's talking about his old lifestyle. He says, I used to be wild. I used to be wild. I fight. I fight. And don't think because I've I've become a Christian, I can't fight. I fight. (laughs) But then he'll go and quote, all things are passed away. Which old passed? Fight. Now, if the old is past, then you can't still be a gossip, can you? You can't still be quarrelsome. You can't be the chief quarrelsome person in the office. Born again, Jesus loves you. You have a Bible in your desk, but you fight everybody. You fight people in the dining home, in the dining room, in the canteen. You fight people over pay. You fight your bosses. You fight everybody. And then you say, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. What does he save you from? You're still fighting. You're still bitter. You're still angry. All things have passed away. That fight is gone. Love has come. The temper is gone. Love has come. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Put on the mind of Christ. We have a changed life. Where we used to enjoy sin, we don't enjoy sin any longer. Christ changes your appetite. He changes your focus. If you couldn't stand temptation, now you can stand temptation. Now you can live holy. Now you can live righteous. Now you can honor God. Now you can have self-control. Because you are a new person. If Christ is in your life, you must be conformed to his image. There must be a change of lifestyle. Young people, there must be a change of lifestyle. You can't go around, sleeping around with whoever and just still worshiping God. I love you, Lord. Which part of you loves God? Because if he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. He didn't say, if you love me, lift up your hands and shout hallelujah. 
So some of us know how to shout hallelujah, talk the language, come to church, dress nicely, read the Bible, say we go to ICGC or whichever church we go to, but then we live anyhow. There is no difference between the unbeliever and the believer. In your office, do people see that you are a different person? Do they look at you and say, wow, you know, look at that lady. That's an example. Look at how she conducts her life. Look at that man. That's an example. Is that what they say? Or they say, oh, he goes to church. Going to church is not what the Bible says. It says, if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. It didn't say if anyone be in Christ, he goes to church. If anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Past, not passing, past. The old is gone. The new has come. So let's see the new. You are free, but you are under a new Lord. And the new Lord wants you to have his character. He wants you to be conformed to his character. He wants you to talk like him. Wouldn't it be nice? People look at you and they say, that, that, that boy looks like Jesus. You know, the early Christians, they didn't call themselves Christians. In Antioch, they didn't go about saying, we are Christians, we are Christians, born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking Christians. They didn't have a badge announcing we are Christians. But for two, three years, people watched them going about their lives. And the people called them Christians, like Christ. Like Christ. The people saw it. Does anybody call you a Christian? Does somebody see you and say, you are like Christ? So we are freed from the old, but we are now under bondage to the new. To be like Christ. I pray that in this day of freedom, your real freedom will be manifested. It's great to have freedom, independence for a country. But for us Christians, it's not shouting in the streets. It's what happens in our hearts, in our lives. And I pray that today, as we consider Ghana's freedom, that you will really be a slave of righteousness. Not a slave of sin, but a slave of righteousness. Why don't you talk to the Lord and just say, Lord, I just want to be a slave of righteousness. Just talk to God. Just talk to God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Make me a slave of righteousness. The apostle Paul called himself a bond servant, a bond slave of Christ Jesus. Nobody preached liberty more than Paul, but he says, when it comes to Christ, I'm a slave. I'm a slave. May we all become slaves of Jesus Christ. May we become slaves of Jesus Christ. Slaves of righteousness. Father, this morning we thank you for the freedom we have in you. Freedom from sin. Freedom from legalism. 
Freedom from Satan's kingdom. Freedom from the abuse of the enemy. Freedom from our old life. Today, we surrender our freedom back to you. To become slaves of righteousness. Enslave us, O God. Use us to your glory. Lead us where you want us to go. Speak and we will do it, Lord. Guide and we will follow. Command and we will obey, Lord. May our lives bring glory to you. May we never bring shame and reproach to your name. May we honor you in all that we do. With our lives. With our thoughts. With our words. With our actions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.